A group of students that I was mentoring for a school project demanded that I stop bothering them, claiming that they don't need my help for their project. So I decide to maliciously comply, and as a result, they fail their project and try to blame me in the process. Here's what happened. So this story is somewhat fresh, and I'm still smirking when I remember it, so I decided to share it with the world. For some background, I'm a 27-year-old female, I work in IT, and I'm a well-respected and known member of the IT party circle. Now, I'm not jaw dropping, but people know me, and I have a very good reputation. One of the things is that I got to the point in my career where I wanted to give back, so I started to mentor others. Mostly I mentored adults, or those who were closer to me in age. I would give career advice, how to apply for different exchange programs that can boost your professional growth, as well as ways to improve your speaking and writing skills. But I was always one who was up for the challenge, and I decided to try and mentor some kids. It is not a secret that IT and STEM are increasingly popular right now now, and more and more people want to get into the field. Therefore, there are myriads of boot camps, hackathons, and mentoring programs for all ages. So, I signed up for one such program as a mentor. I would teach kids how to code with blocks, tell them what AI is, and how to develop an MVP. And I'm sure it sounds more complicated than it looks at first glance, especially when you're an educated professional with a degree, explaining concepts that are rather complicated to children who may have less than 1 50th of your tech knowledge. I I also must add that participation in the said program gives these kids credits and can help them get into better schools or even be eligible for some university scholarships later in life. So there are only positives of being a part of this, if you ask me. The only thing is that you must upload the project to the site before the deadline. And that fact is going to be very important towards this story. So I was assigned two team members. It was primary, which was early middle school, which was team A, as well as high schoolers, which was team B. Both teams had five members, and the youngest on the team was about eight years old on A-team. And I thought to myself, oh my god, that's gonna be tough, especially when I was thinking about A-team, and how I was pretty sure I was up for a tough time. Also, since they are so young, the parents of the kids must observe Team A's meetings, as well as my lessons. But ironically, despite my worries, even with the help from the parents, the kids in Team A were doing great. But the same can't be said about Team B. Now, here are two rules that are very important to this project. For starters, at least one meeting has to happen per week and at least 50% of the group must be present. And the second rule involves communication. When I type something like task to do or reply to a question asked before, I ask the team to respond to me. Not even a text message. A thumbs up emoji would even be fine. We all know that red status doesn't mean much. When you can accidentally open an app for a second and swipe it to clear the RAM on the phone. So team A attended all the meetings and responded to my assignments. There was a curriculum per provided by the program to follow, and they were very receptive overall. When Team B started, on the other hand, they were okay, but then they started not showing up on meetings and leaving assignments on red, and they were completely unresponsive. I understand they have a lot on their plate. Exams are no joke, but they disregarded my time, which I will not be okay with. I have a job to do, and mentoring in that program was 100% volunteer, and there was no payment for the mentors. There was, however, a very strict deadline the middle of April when their MVPs must be loaded onto the website for later judgment. And even though I was really upset and a little bit angry, I am a professional first. So I wrote multiple messages asking for updates on the project, with warnings at the end of the message, basically reminding them that April 15th is the deadline. You don't want to miss it. After one such message, the so-called leader of Team B by the name of Jane wrote the following. Also, Jane is not the real name. She said, um, hi, I know that you probably mean well, but 
but you only bother the team with those deadline messages. Can't you like chill out? When we need you, we will contact you. Just get out of our hair and let us do our jobs. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. It is what it is. Now, after I read that message, I said to myself, what is she talking about? But I did respond by saying that I would stop messaging if that caused any kind of tension in their team, while still reminding them that the deadline is the 15th, and the site would reject any application that was uploaded after that day. She responded by saying, just stop, okay, geez. And when Jane said that, I washed my hands of this situation completely. And since that message, I haven't written anything to Team B. I had scheduled no meetings, no updates, or checkups about the curriculum or their understanding. And I had not written down any reminder of the deadline, not once since that conversation. The deadline comes around, and Team A uploaded their project with no issues. And their parents even bought me a nice box of chocolates as a thank you gesture, just for all the help that I provided. And just like the deadline came and went, Team B started bombarding my chat, asking me to help because something's wrong with the site. We can't upload our project. I entered the chat and I said to them, yes, it will not upload. No, it's not the issue with the site. The deadline has passed. So if you try to upload, it will only show you an error message. I tried to warn you. And the best part is, is that there's no extra credits. There's no nothing. The rules of that program are simple, but there are very hard, no exception rules as well. Team B then tried to blame me, saying that as a mentor, it was my job to ensure that they would succeed. I reminded them that my job as a mentor is to provide support and guidance, as well as keep track of their progress and remind them of the deadline, which all of the above, Jane had asked me not to do. And since I respected their boundaries, I did exactly what they had requested. They can sulk as much as they want. I have all of their communications in writing, so they don't have a leg to stand on when trying to accuse me of sabotaging them in the program. So at the end of the day, this is all entirely their fault. What a funny story. These kids probably thought they were being slick by telling you to buzz off and to stop bothering them, when in reality, they had a literal professional on their hands that could probably help them much more than any of them could combined. Like, what a bunch of idiots. And this is the result of your actions. Like, actions have consequences. And if you don't live up to your deadlines, this is what's going to happen to you. And what's even better is that when they didn't get their way and they weren't able to upload their stupid project online, they then tried to blame the mentor and be like, no, it's your fault that you didn't help us. And it's like, what are you talking about? You literally said, no, you cannot help us out. We don't want your help. Get out of here. Like, this is literally their own doing. So it's really cool to see the original poster stand their ground and maliciously comply in such a hilarious way. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. A customer at my drive through window doesn't understand the most simplest of instructions despite having a job at a billion dollar corporation and I'm honestly blown away by how stupid this guy was. Here's what happened. So it's the graveyard shift at this humble gas station slash food mart and as per usual I've locked the main door and I'm doing business through the night teller window. It's not a complicated device. A drawer slides out to the customer to accept money or credit cards. Then I pull it in, put what they want into the tray with their change and slide it back to them. Ta-da! Quick and easy, right? But no. Some people just can't grasp that simple concept. What really boggles my mind is that in this area, we get customers who are highly paid technical engineers for billion-dollar corporations, and they're completely dumbfounded by a simple moving drawer that can only do one thing. Go in and out. It's been a mechanical principle for thousands of years, and they really should know this one. Just now, I had to explain what to do to one of the aforementioned engineers who wanted to buy something. Pretty commonly, the public wants to use their phone app to pay for stuff.
stuff, which means they have to put their phone in the tray so I can tap the reader by the register. And no, before you ask, we are not going to put an expensive reader on a wire that you could probably guess some drunk clown will rip out of the wall. Now, his confusion started as soon as I slid the door out to him. Instead of setting it aside, he held up his phone like I was going to scan the app with the lasers from my eyes. So I told him that he needs to put it in the drawer and added a helpful visual aid of pointing at the drawer poking out at him. Studying the mechanics of the thing intently, he proceeded to put his whole arm up to the elbow into the slot without releasing the phone in the first place. And as you could guess, this got us nowhere because with his arm jammed in there, I couldn't move anything, which then leads to my second instruction. I say to him, please let it go. But somehow this was still beyond his comprehension. But at least he took his arm out as this guy who makes more money than me in a week than I can make in a whole year stood hopelessly defeated by a coasting tray. I outlined the procedure clearly for him once again. I said to him, put it in the drawer and let it go. Still believing that this mechanical magic could be physically possible, he set the phone on the tray and slowly started pushing it towards the back of the drawer in the manner that got his arm stuck there in the first place. So I shouted out again, let it go. How could he not be getting this? Don't they have keyboard trays at their desk that they work with all the time? So I just kept repeating that he needs to let it go, please. He finally stepped back in terror that I was about to start singing that stupid song and give him an earworm. So I took advantage of his fear of show tunes and slipped the drawer and his phone into my cashier clutches. Now when I did this, you would think that he had witnessed a modern miracle and getting his phone back as well as what he was buying through the tray, reverse Uno style, just blew his ever-loving engineering mind. As someone who used to work at a bank and dealt with those drawers on a daily basis, let me tell you something. People really are dumb when it comes to those drawers. Like, they seriously just don't know how to work it. They put their arms where they shouldn't be, they drive up entirely too close to you, and they ignore every single instruction you ever give them. It is literally obnoxious, and I totally understand where the original poster is coming from. And I'm totally with them on this one. Why on earth can an engineer not figure this out? Like, literally just put your stuff in there and then move on with your life. And there's also the idea that maybe he just didn't want to give up his phone and he just wanted to scan it. But you know what? If you didn't want to give up your phone, then maybe you shouldn't be paying with your phone. Like sometimes they need to take it, scan it, and then give it back. It's not like the cashier is going to take the phone and run off with it. Like, come on. The original poster goes on to say that the card reader is about six feet away from the night teller window, which makes sense, assuming that they probably had to go like towards the front of the store just to charge this specific type of card. I've seen that at other jobs, so it kind of makes sense. So I don't really blame the original poster for getting frustrated. They were giving some pretty clear instructions, and it's kind of mind-boggling that somebody so smart could have this difficult of a time with something so simple. My coworker secretly went through my purse and violated my privacy, and as a result, he got fired, and now my coworkers are treating me so differently, and I seriously now don't know what to do. So I first want to start off by saying that this is a thing that has been bothering me for a month now, so I really need some perspective here, as I don't have a lot of friends to discuss this with, so I really just need some advice. So last month, while getting ready to go out with my friends, I realized that I had left my purse in my work locker. So I immediately called my supervisor by the name of John, that's not his real name, to see if he could check and see if it was there, and to keep it with him as I was on my way to try and collect it. He agreed, found it, and kept it with him. I had to take the bus to my workplace, and it was later than I thought. John had to leave as something urgent came up, and he texted me that he left his phone with my other co-worker. So when I got there, I collected my purse from my other co-worker and I went out with my friends. So at night, my co-worker by the name of Mark, also not his real name, sent me a picture of me from my purse with 
a smiling face caption. And this wasn't a typical picture. It was a picture of me in a bikini, one from the front and one from the back. Now, for further context, I had this picture in my purse, but it was literally hidden away in my purse. So he clearly had to go through my purse just to find the picture. Now, when I asked him what this was all about, he admitted that his co-worker had accidentally left my purse on the table. So he, feeling curious, went through my purse and found that picture and thought it was hot. I told him to delete the image right now because it violated my privacy. And he thankfully said that he would. The following day when I returned to work, he asked me if he could see my back and look at the tattoo under my chest. And when he said that, I felt unbelievably violated and honestly scared. I went to my boss and I just started crying. He told me to report this to HR and I did just that. After investigating, they fired Mark. Now, the issue is, Mark's girlfriend has been going around telling people that I planted the picture there on purpose just to try and get with Mark. And some of my other co-workers also think I overreacted and I should have just brushed it off because he probably meant it as a joke. And ever since that, I've been feeling unbelievably uncomfortable working there now. And I'm considering if I should just quit. I really enjoy working there and I don't know how long it would take me to find a job. If I do quit, do I explain to my new employer why I quit? And will that paint me in a bad way? What should I do? It really sounds like Mark's girlfriend is about to get fired as well. Because to me, this sounds like retaliation. She is literally going around the workplace, making up lies about you, and trying to ruin your reputation. That is not allowed. She is clearly breaking the rules, and HR absolutely could fire her for that. And let's think about the hypothetical for a second. Let's assume that you did put that picture in your purse on purpose. The very fact that he went through your purse, violated your privacy, and took pictures of your body without your consent is in and of itself unbelievably creepy. And he absolutely deserved to be fired. Like that guy is a weirdo. And there is literally no excuse for that type of action. So if I was in your shoes, I would not quit. You've worked too hard to get that job. And from the sounds of it, it seems like you really enjoy this job. So I think maybe it's time to shake off the shame and decide right now to get angry and stand up for yourself. Be loud and don't take no for an answer. Record everything and anything that this lady has done to you and report it all to HR. Like, think about it. They are clearly already on your side and you can bet they don't want you to get a lawyer involved just to try and force their hand. They want this to go over as smoothly as possible and they don't want to be on your bad side. I mean, you've already proven that this guy's an absolute creep and now his girlfriend's going around trying to retaliate against you. Like, I don't think so. That's not okay and that cannot fly. What the girlfriend is doing is harassment in the workplace. And if I was in your shoes, I would report them and absolutely pursue this to the furthest extent. My teacher bullied me into calling my boyfriend in the middle of class and I was so shocked by the way she acted as well as the disrespectful manner in which she controlled her classroom. Here's what happened. So when I was in high school, I was taking calculus. The teacher, we'll call her Mrs. Smith, that's not her real name, was notorious for picking favorites and despised all others. I, unfortunately, was the latter half despite trying my best at every turn to do my best and get her to like me in some kind of way. She would find the smallest things to take points off of my homework and my notes, and it got to the point where I would compare with others sitting next to me who wouldn't be getting points off for the exact same things. This is the kind of pettiness and hatred that she had towards me. She liked my boyfriend, who is now my husband, a lot more than me, and he had the same class two periods after me. He was a senior, and this will be important later. Mrs. Smith was also well-known for never tolerating someone missing class for any reason. She would throw a fit when athletes would be out for a tournament and would tell them that they had to turn their work in even if they weren't 
going to be there. So many students would come in on those days with four other people's homework just to turn it in for them. I mean, God forbid you were sick. Good luck trying to get the notes or even the homework on those days. My high school had an ongoing deal with the seniors each year to combat the senior skip day tradition. Attendance rules stated that the less absences you had, the less finals that you had to take. So if you didn't miss school, you didn't have to take the finals. And this is something all the seniors wanted. The school would hold graduation practice on a school day, and if the senior showed up and didn't cause any issues during the practice, they'd be free to go home the rest of the day and not be marked as absent. Mrs. Smith hated this agreement and tried every year to get administration to go back on it, but it was all to no avail. On the day of graduation practice, I walked into my class and was immediately confronted by Mrs. Smith. She told me I needed to contact my boyfriend right then in front of her class and tell him that he needed to be in class today or she was going to mark him absent. I tried telling her that it was the graduation practice and they had them turn off their phones, but she simply wouldn't have it. So in front of the entire class, I had to call my boyfriend, which of course went straight to voicemail. And she had me leave a message telling him what she told me to say. For some reason, she was really upset that he wouldn't pick up as if I was the magic contact that would turn his phone on. My boyfriend texted me an hour later asking if I was serious about the message. I confirmed it and he was totally upset because they had just given the seniors permission to go home. He then immediately drove to the school and went to the door of her room right before the class started. He asked Mrs. Smith from the door if she really said all of that to me and she confirmed that she had. My boyfriend then said, okay, well I'm here. I'm going to go home now. Mrs. Smith then snapped at him. She said, if you don't come sit down and walk away instead, I'm going to mark you absent. I don't care what the principal will say. My boyfriend looked her in the eyes and said, okay, and then just walked away, going immediately to the front office and asked to talk to the assistant principal. He said when the secretary asked him what this was all about and he relayed the whole story, the secretary picked up the phone, called the assistant and said, you need to come down here. You know who is up to it again. The assistant principal heard my boyfriend tell the story again and he was livid. Neither of us saw this, but according to some friends there, she walked down to Mrs. Smith's classroom right then and there and pulled her out of the class. While I can't say what was said because I have no idea, he was immediately allowed to go home with no worries about an absence and the both of us received apologies from the office as well as from Mrs. Smith herself. The last few weeks of school after that were kind of a nightmare for the both of us because she tried every kind of petty attempt to try and ruin our day. To this day, I still can't believe she stuck around after that year and actually retired last year from that school. In all honesty, she should have been fired a long time ago and her actions were entirely inappropriate. Honestly, people like that should not be teachers. Like, she is legitimately just an awful person. Like, who in their right mind would try to lord over their classroom and pretend like, oh, I'm above the principal. If you don't show up to class, I'm going to mark you absent. Like, no, lady, that's not how this works. If the principal and the school administration says, hey, you can miss after this day, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to leave early and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that is so wildly inappropriate. It's not even funny. And also, why would this lady make the original poster call their boyfriend in the middle of class? Like, if I was in their shoes, I would have been like, nope, I am not doing it. There's no way I'm going to call him. I'm not doing that for you. Because that's just so rude. Like, what do you expect? He's a senior and he was asked to turn his phone off before going to the graduation ceremony. Like, how does that not compute with this stupid lady? And I'm totally with the original poster here. Mrs. Smith absolutely should have been fired a long time ago. She is clearly not a good teacher and she is not somebody who should be even pretending to care about these kids. And it is always so much worse when you have a teacher who picks favorites. Like, they just handpick some students and say, you, I like you. And then they just completely ignore everybody else 
else and don't give anybody else any kind of slack. That, in my opinion, is the mark of a terrible person, and I think this lady should have been fired a long time ago. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.